Welcome to Served Neat, hosted by your girl, Jen Hartman. I'm the CEO of Neat, a boutique PR and marketing agency based out of Louisville, Kentucky. I launched Neat in 2019 with just $3,000 in my bank account. Since then, I've had the opportunity to work with hundreds of emerging brands and Fortune 500 empires. I believe that marketing and PR should be served neat, just like your favorite bourbon. On this podcast, you'll hear about the latest and greatest growth strategies, the ups and the downs of entrepreneurship, and so much more. Pour yourself a glass of your favorite bourbon because it's time to dive in to this week's episode. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Served Neat. I used to think that once my business hit a certain level of revenue that we would not deal with any problems. This is kind of what I saw from other founders I looked up to online, that they hit a certain income level and suddenly their world looked like rainbows and butterflies and unicorns. But I've since learned that people can portray themselves however they want to online. They are completely in control of the narrative. So if a founder wants to put on a life is perfect persona, it's not that difficult to craft that. Also, P.S., no shame to any founder who decides to display their life online in this way. I'm just saying that as a founder who looked up to these founders who were making six, seven, eight figures, I thought that life was going to be perfect and grand once I got to that specific level. So I figured in today's episode, I would share the not so fun things that successful founders don't traditionally share with their audience. I have dealt with in the past or I'm currently dealing with. The goal of this episode is to just show you that regardless of what level you're at in business, shit happens. So let's kick this episode off by talking about unhappy clients. It is not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. You can do everything in your power to make customers or clients happy, but at some point, someone will be less than thrilled with you or your products. The one thing that we have done a really good job with at Neat is encouraging open dialogue and feedback with our clients. We truly want to know if you're not stoked with a campaign idea. We actually recently had a long-term client express that she was really hoping to see more media features. So what we did is we quickly jumped into action by rearranging her original PR plan with an understanding that media placements were her top priority at that point in time. So in doing this, we were able to hone in on matter to her and secure her multiple media features. And now she is so happy with the results. We were able to salvage the relationship. It's really important to jump into action and fix things instead of dwelling. It shows initiative and in that you care about the people who are handing over their hard-earned money. We approach tough conversations at need with huge amount of empathy. We put ourselves in our client's shoes and it helps us to have productive conversations. The other tip I can share when it comes to navigating the waters with difficult client conversations is to separate yourself from your business. You are not your business. Unhappy clients, unhappy customers are not attacking you as a person. They might just be upset with 
the lack of results or a lack of communication. There might be something going on in their personal lives. You just don't know the full picture. And it's really important to not get caught up in everything and become overly defensive or emotional. You have to learn how to separate yourself from your business in order to have productive conversations when it comes to client success. It took me quite some time to learn how to separate facts from feelings. Actually, it took me years. It took me years to learn how to separate facts from feelings, business from personal. But the point is I got there and I 20 out of 10 recommend everyone finds a way to get there. Next, I want to talk about mental health problems. I've been pretty open with the status of my mental health throughout the years online, and I'm so glad that I've done this. Mental health problems can be really sneaky as a founder. You almost get used to feeling a specific type of way, and it starts to feel like your new normal. A year and a half ago, I thought that waking up to my heart racing and feeling anxious and jittery and nervous before calls, I thought that was normal, and I could not even remember what it felt like for my resting heart rate to be in the 50s. I started having panic attacks almost every day, brain fog, headaches, racing thoughts. It was really scary. But then one day, I just couldn't get out of bed. I physically could not tackle my day. And funny enough, that's when I knew something was wrong. It wasn't the other things that were going on. It was the fact that I couldn't get out of bed and do my day like I typically was. But my body was whispering all these signs of burnout and depression and anxiety. And I just, I wasn't listening. I had had anxiety for years leading up to being diagnosed with situational depression, but it just continued to get worse and worse and worse and worse. And I wasn't listening to myself. I wasn't listening to my body. I wasn't being self-aware. I just kept shoving those feelings deep down inside, hoping that at some point it would just go away. But if you don't take care of your mental health, those things don't go away. They just get worse and worse and worse until there's just one thing that breaks the camel's back. This point of burnout would have been unavoidable had I just paid attention, slowed down, hired a team a little bit sooner and taken a step back, but I didn't do it. All of my friends who are founders, specifically female founders, have gone through severe burnout and struggle with mental health. There is a founder that I look up to. I don't know them in person, but I've kept up with their journey through Instagram, through the news, through LinkedIn. And the other day, they posted on LinkedIn that they had gone through 60 therapy sessions in 2023 alone, have had two really severe mental breakdowns have experienced burnout. And this is someone who I would have never thought struggled with mental health problems. And this person, just for context, this person runs, I think, 20 or $30 million D2C food company. They're in the food industry and they're just so successful. So success doesn't equate to a perfect life. This is going to sound negative for a second, but personally, I've noticed that more money, more problems, but not just more problems. They're much bigger problems that you're dealing with. And I get why founders don't necessarily share that side of things online because you want to be perceived as successful. Like you have your shit together. You just want to look put together when your business is at a certain level because you don't want potential customers or clients to think that you're any less of a leader or like you're not, like you don't have your crap together, right? So I think a lot of successful founders hold back on sharing 
the not so exciting side of things, whether it's legal stuff, financial, mental health, whatever it may be, but everybody deals with it. And the more money your business makes, the more you're going to deal with that stuff because you're operating on a bigger level, which means you have more people in your business. You have more clients. You're dealing with more personalities. You're dealing with more money. It just amplifies everything you're dealing with on a smaller level. Money will start to amplify those problems. And I don't say this to scare anybody from growing a business or from hiring people or bringing in new clients, but it's the reality of running a business. If you don't want to face problems, whether it be legal, financial, mental health, people problems, whatever it may be, business is not for you. And again, I know that sounds negative, but I didn't understand this when my business was making like 5K a month. I was like, when we're making 50K a month, things will be perfect. And like, trust me, they're not perfect. There's just so many other problems. But I will say that the bigger my business has gotten and the more problems I've tackled, I've gotten really good at tackling those problems. I approach things from a logical perspective, not emotional. And I just feel like I'm a lot more experienced in dealing with issues. So it's almost like the problems that do come our way, they don't feel as overwhelming as they did a couple of years ago. I guess the bigger your business grows and the more problems you have, the more skilled you become at solving those problems. Okay, the next one I want to touch on, this is a short one, but financial struggles. It doesn't matter if your business is bringing in six, seven, or eight figures. It doesn't mean that your business is profitable or it doesn't mean that the person you look up to online, it doesn't mean her business is profitable. Especially if you have a service-based business, the more clients you bring on, the more people power you need to fulfill client projects. So it's bring in a client, bring in a new hire, bring in a client, bring in a new hire. It's not exactly like that, but it's similar to that where it's like the more you grow, the more people you have. And so recently, full transparency, my COO and myself have had more conversations around margins because our margins are just not where I would like them to be. And part of it is just running a service-based business. We run on smaller margins, but we obviously want to increase those margins as much as physically possible for the business. The last one I do want to talk about is employees and contractors. Again, as the business grows, naturally you're bringing in more people to your business, which is rewarding. It feels good to support a team of our size, but it's also scary because I realized that there are, I don't know at this point, 15, 17, 18 people who rely on meat to live. And that is very frightening when I sit here and I think about it. It's exciting. I love our team, but that is something that I think about from time to time. It's like this neat has to work, not just for me, but for everybody I employ. I feel a lot of pressure at the level we're at. Whereas before when it was just me and like a virtual assistant and a social media manager, that same amount of pressure wasn't there. So I feel an immense amount of pressure that wasn't there a couple of years ago, but also too, the more people you bring in, the more employees, the more contractors, you're going to have some difficult conversations. You're going to hire people who just aren't a good fit and you're going to have to part ways. And I will tell you, because we've had multiple conversations like this in the last couple of years, that conversation sucks. There's no other way to describe it. Telling somebody that you will no longer be employing them is so uncomfortable. And when it comes to jobs and money, people get weird. (laughs) Not all people, but some people get very vindictive. They get very upset. They get very angry and they start to 
to act out of character. And we, I mean, well, me, I love everybody I hire. We've made some really incredible hires. I get really close to people on the team. So wedding people go is never easy. And it makes me so sad when we do part ways with someone because it's just not a good fit anymore. And then that relationship, that bridge is burned. Like that is so painful for me at the end of the day. And this is something that founders just don't talk about. I don't see other CEOs talking about ending relationships. Like essentially when you let somebody go, unless you part ways on a good note, which I'm not saying every person we end up parting ways with that they hate us and they want to burn our business to the ground, but we have had a few of the situations, but we've also had a lot of people who not a lot. I just made it sound like we're like letting people go left and right, but we've also let people go and it's been not a good fit on both sides. And like we've made maintained a really good relationship, a strong friendship, but it's not easy because, you know, you go into that conversation knowing that you're about to hurt this person. You're about to hurt someone that you care about and it doesn't feel good at the end of the day. So I know this episode was not like positive, upbeat, exciting, but this is the reality of business. And I never want to paint this picture of it's great up here. Everything is fun. There's unicorns, there's rainbows, there's butterflies, and we don't deal with crap. No, no, no. We deal with a lot of crap on a weekly basis. And I still feel like I'm learning as I go. There are situations where I'm like, oh yeah, this is familiar. I've done this before. I can handle this conversation again. But there's also new conversations that pop up. And I am like, okay, how do I approach this? I haven't had this struggle before. What kind of expert do I need to bring into this conversation? So yeah, I'm I'm learning as I go. And the problems don't go away just because you hit a certain level in business. The problems do stick around. And in fact, they typically are bigger and a little bit scarier than they are when your business is smaller. And I hope that this episode doesn't deter anyone from growing and starting a business and scaling a business. But just know that if this scares the crap out of you and you don't want to deal with people and you don't want to deal with mental health and you don't want to deal with finances, business is just not going to be the place for you. But I promise that having a great executive team, having mentors, having a tight-knit circle of friends and family members, having your community can help you tackle these problems. You don't have to go at this alone. Make sure you have people in your corner. Okay, guys, that is it for this episode. If you found any value in it, send me a DM share this to your Instagram stories, tag us so we can reshare to our audience as well and send you a thank you for listening. I will catch you guys on next week's episode of Served Neat. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Served Neat. I hope you enjoyed listening and found some tasty nuggets of marketing wisdom to help you take your brand to the next level. Remember, just like a perfectly crafted cocktail, marketing is all about finding the right balance and serving it up with a splash of creativity. So keep building, keep refining, and keep serving up your brand with style. And if you're thirsty for more insights, follow us on Instagram at Nate underscore the agency for even more marketing tips and tricks. Be sure to subscribe and join us for our next episode of Served Nate. Until then, cheers.